on October 25th, a 23-year-old radiology student, Sharon Raj, passed away at Parashala in Kerala's Tiruvananthapuram after spending more than 10 days in the hospital due to food poisoning. And two days later, the police discovered that Sharon was the victim of a horrific crime committed by his girlfriend, a 22-year-old literature student, Grishma. The latter allegedly made him drink an Ayurveda concoction mixed with poison to eliminate him from her life after he refused to break up with her. Kill a person for refusing to break up? Definitely shocking. But if you look at the larger picture, was the incident really an outlier? Perhaps not. Hi and welcome to the latest episode of Newsbreak. This is Harita Benjamin. And this is Deepa Soman. And we are here to discuss Why are crimes under the jilted lover syndrome on the rise? So Deepa, what exactly is the jilted lover syndrome? Crimes committed by a lover either out of revenge for being dumped or to realize unrequited love are now being classified as jilted lover syndrome. So it basically includes the revenge killings and crimes committed by stalkers and spurned lovers. It is interesting to note that this category seems to be getting a lot of crimes to its credit in recent times, even in Kerala. Yeah. Only last week, a 20-year-old Kasargod youth was arrested for the death of his young girlfriend, Nanda Vinod. The guy apparently asked the girl to end the relationship and blackmailed her with private photos when she refused. The girl ultimately took her own life. Now, a couple of weeks earlier, a 20-year-old was pushed by her stalker in front of a moving train in Chennai as she refused to reciprocate his advances. Her father ended his life shortly after. Now, uh, these incidents uh, raise some serious questions. Why does any form of rejection or romantic advances result in violence? Is it just me or have you been noticing the same, Deepa? Absolutely. Let's look at the past three years in Kerala. Last year in October, a college girl was brutally murdered on the campus of St. Thomas College in Kodem District's Pala after she reportedly spurned a boy's romantic overtures. In August 2021, a 24-year-old dental student was gunned down by a spurned lover in Kodamangalam. P.V. Manasa, who was a house surgeon at the Indira Gandhi Dental College in Kodamangalam, was shot at a close range by a youth named Rakhil P. Rakhotaman after he killed himself. In 2019, the state witnessed a shocking crime when a youth called out a 17-year-old girl from her house in Kakanad area of Ernakulam district at midnight, poured kerosene on her and set her aflame. Minutes later, he set himself aflame and was burned to death along with her. Last month, the 23-year-old pharmacist Vishnupriya was hacked to death at her home near Panur in Kannur by a 25-year-old youth after she rejected his proposal. I think uh, one can classify these incidents into two categories, Deepa. In the first category, one of the individuals in the relationship starts pulling away from the commitment for whatever reason it may be. The second category is simply stalking, where an individual pursues another without any reciprocation whatsoever. and continues to do so even after the clear rejection of the other party. Now, my question is, why are individuals afraid of separation or rejection? Isn't it part of life one way or the other? Sadly, when it comes to romance or marriage, 
I was just not a society that looks at separation in a healthy light. You know, there is a stigma surrounding the words divorce, breakup, or separation, all thanks to social conditioning for decades. And how many couples do even both of us know in each other's lives who separated respectfully and remained civil to each other, if not friends? Not many. The same person whom you once loved more than anyone else suddenly becomes the most hated person after a breakup or divorce. Isn't that the tendency? Many even tend to slut shame or assassinate the character of the ex-lover after the breakup. I think in a society where this is normal, one can't be too surprised when a handful of them resort to violence to kill their romantic interests or form a lover. Yes, uh, actually I think uh, the society has a large part to play in this. We have an older generation that still stigmatizes love affairs and sex outside marriage. And we have a younger generation that is increasingly influenced by other cultures where romantic relationships after a certain age are treated as normal. Now, trapped between the peer pressure and the societal pressure, these youngsters treat even a college affair as sanctimonious, which has to pave way to a happily ever after. Now, this is really ridiculous. The fact that they are meant to break and help them evolve into a stronger person is lost on most people. True, I also think our movies have a great role to play in glorifying stalking, don't you think so? Yes, uh, but how exactly? For example, the evergreen Malayala movie, Vandana, is a classic case of stalking, in my opinion. Think about its hit song, Kavilinayil Kungumamo, where the lead actor goes after the girl he likes, touching her inappropriately, repeatedly. Wrapped in a humorous setting, the protagonist pursues the heroine relentlessly despite her clear rejection. Absolutely, Deepa. Let's take another recent example, Annayum Rasulam, for instance. I can vouch for the fact that there is absolutely nothing romantic about a pair of eyes following you wherever you go. It is just plain creepy. Tell me about it. Think about Fahad Fasil from Maheshinda Pradikaram and its dialogue, Nice Aitan Moriwaki Kalanyale. Mahesh didn't resort to any violence, thank God, and was just hurt as a boyfriend, which is normal. But that dialogue was celebrated across social media for a long time and it's still used against those who want to break up with their partner. Then there is another Fahad Fasil song that goes Te Chille Penne, Te Chille Penne, which is quite popular among youngsters. I'm not using Fahad's name here to say he proposed the idea conveyed by that song or the dialogue, but he is the star who said the dialogue or sang the song on screen and that's my reason to use it and that's the only reason. While this is the case in Indian films, yes, we have a sizable portion of youngsters, you know, consuming Western content like friends and modern family, where separation is probably shown in a more healthy light. I'm sure that there are many who are learning about respect in relationships or separation from these shows also, but there are many who are influenced more by the toxic portrayals in Indian films. I remember reading long back that there was a case in Australia where an Indian man stalked a woman to no end and when she sued him, he argued in court that he did because stalking in his culture is romantic. Sandesh Baliga, a 32-year-old security guard, said he learned from Bollywood movies that relentlessly pursuing women was the only way to woo them. And the man was free to go. Isn't that funny? Of course. Uh, thanks to our social and cultural conditioning, movies and lack of healthy communication between sexes at an early age 
I think many don't learn how to deal with a no respectfully or maturely. Now, some of my male friends uh, told me that for many guys, a girl's no amplifies their already existing insecurities. And then to pacify themselves, they resort to character assassination. Now, this is true in the case of many women too, but we see more such cases being reported amongst men. Some of my friends argue that certain guys find it difficult to deal with female bosses because they don't like being ordered around by a woman. The root cause of this problem, in my opinion, can be tackled if our school systems stop segregating kids based on their sex and make them sit separately or teach separately. Like we have all these boys' colleges, girls' colleges and schools as well. If the ugly segregation in seating and other activities do not exist, kids will, you know, naturally learn some social skills in dealing with other sexes and also probably respect and understand them. They will understand better about boundaries, signals and the like. You know, such an arrangement might even educate patriarchal parents, you know, after they see the healthy friendships between the kids and their friends in school. I understand that in the current scenario, implementing something like that isn't that easy, but one has to start somewhere, right? Yes, uh, I think it's high time we start early and uh, teach our kids that you are surrounded with people of different tastes and priorities. And even those whose interests match ours can change at any time and that is very normal. Our teachers should also come out of their shells and start proper sex education, teaching children that sexual attraction from a certain age is normal. And so is rejection from someone. I think this is the primary point here. Absolutely. And, you know, we will continue to discuss the same topic in our next episode of Newsbreak 2. We will have a few college students and psychologists joining us in the next couple of episodes. The students will share their experiences on peer pressure, confidence issues and more. Until then, it's a bye from both of us. (laughs) 